Welcome to a new episode of The Brand Called You. I am Arini and I'm in conversation with Ashutosh Garg today, who is the founder of Equation Coaching and The Guardian Pharmacy. Today, we're going to talk about cost control in startups. Hello, sir. Hi, Arini. Why is it important to control your costs? So you've asked me a very philosophical question. Costs you start incurring from the day you start thinking of your startup. And revenues come much later on. And every single startup that I have been involved in, or I have mentored, or I have read about, has had the same challenge of managing costs. What are costs? Costs are starting with costs that you incur on yourself as an entrepreneur. Then you get your first two employees. You've got to pay for your electricity, you've got to pay for your phone bills, your transportation. And as your business starts to grow, every single individual you add on is an additional cost. And remember that every time you add one person, the cost of that individual is not just the salary that you're paying to that individual, but the cost of the desk that he or she will occupy, cost of the air conditioning uh, of your office, the cost of the tea and coffee, the cost of the amount of time that is spent chatting with colleagues at the water cooler or in the coffee room. And all these costs start to pile up. So therefore, it is very critical for every entrepreneur to be conscious about costs in their, in their startup, in their entrepreneurial journey, because there is a gap between incurring costs and realizing revenues. Until you start to bridge the gap between revenues which will give you profits and costs that are being incurred, it's just your money or your investor's money that is going down the drain. So you mentioned various type of overheads under which costs can spiral out. Which of these do you think are the most important ones that you must keep a check right from the very beginning so that they don't spiral out of your control? So if you look at, you know, each of these costs are different for different businesses. But if you were to look at a people-intensive business, your single largest cost will be your people. Now, I have seen that as you start growing and as you start getting more and more employees, each employee decides to create an additional overhead either in the form of an assistant or a helper or someone else who needs to be around when he or she is doing their work because, you know, as the organization grows, everyone starts saying, this is not my job. Someone else should do it for me. And at every stage, your numbers start increasing. So in a people intensive business, the single largest cost that you need to control is your uh, people cost. When I was with Guardian, our single largest cost in our retail stores was the rentals. And therefore, it was very critical to make sure that we got a store up and running within 30 days of the rent-free period that our landlord was giving us mm-hmm. and make sure that the store starts getting its first revenue from the first day of payment of rental. Because if that was not done or if there was a delay, then we were paying out rentals and staff costs mm-hmm. and inventory costs without even thinking of what revenues are going to start coming in. So talking about your stores, you once told me a very interesting anecdote where you saved 5,000 miles of paper. Would you like to share that story? Yes, that was very interesting. 
we were at, I think, about 100 stores. We were servicing about, I think, about 1,000 customers a day or something like that. And one day I was look, standing next to the cash register and was looking at the bill. And, you know, on, on the little roll, the bill just kept coming out. So I picked up a bill and it, I think it was, it was 18 inches long. Wow. Only because uh, nobody had bothered to so look at... So one yeah, and a half feet. Correct. And even now, if you walk into a retail store, uh-huh. very often you get a bill that is so long. Right. And why is it so long? First, there is extra wasted space at the top and the bottom because right. nobody has bothered to calibrate the printer. But in our case, between every line, someone had decided to give it an extra space and someone had between the logo and the bill and all the statutory requirements that go on a bill, there was a lot of space. Right. So we actually uh, reverse engineered something as silly as a bill, sat on the office and said, how can we minimize it? And we managed to cut down the bill from 18 inches to 9 inches. Wow. And when we just, for uh, simple uh, feel-good factors and to communicate more importantly to all the employees in the company, we multiplied the amount of savings by the number of bills. And we found the amount of savings on an annual basis of 5,000 miles of print rolls. Now, someone who's cynical could just turn around and say, what's the big deal in that? But I look at it another way. I said that if you can save on paper, on a bill, on a, on a bill roll, you're instituting or instilling a sense of cost awareness in your company. And someone who's going to be conscious about the length of the bill will also then be conscious about lights. Correct. We'll also be conscious about air conditioners. Right. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners will, who are entrepreneurs would have gone through this experience okay. that at the end of the day, they go around in their office switching off lights and uh, air conditioners only because nobody else bothers. Right. And the entrepreneur has to bother because at the end of the month, when the electricity bill comes, they want to be sure that uh, they have not paid for air conditioners that have run the whole night when there was no one in the office. Right. The same thing I have seen repeatedly, I used to see, at uh, printers. People would print out reams of paper mm-hmm. and the, the papers would just keep lying on the printer because someone had given a print instruction without bothering to think uh, that, you know, the paper is being wasted, the print ribbon is being wasted, the printer cartridge is being wasted, and that paper is wasted. You would see the same thing happening at photocopying machines Correct. because someone would just say, take the whole file and photocopy it. Right. Right. Without even once thinking that, you know, making one whole set of a photocopy of a file is not relevant to you. So coming back to your original question of the importance of cost control, I think it's very critical for every single employee of an organization to buy into your own philosophy of saying, I've got to be conscious of every rupee that I am going to spend every single day around the year. So you're saying that it is important to set a culture of frugality within the organization? Yes, absolutely. Uh, you need to be frugal, but you don't want to be uh, reach a situation where you're not willing to provide water to your employees and you're not willing to provide tea coffee to your employees. So you've got to be conscious about it. But again, I'll give you an example. We found that we were bringing if I remember the numbers correctly, about 150 of those big water bottles in the, for our coolers okay. in the office. Okay. And there were two of those next to the guardhouse. Uh-huh. And we found that everybody was coming in with their bottles and was filling up the bottles and leaving. People who were not even working in the office. Okay. 
So in order to just save that money, we said that let's install an RO machine on every floor. Right. Because the water will then be the same. Right. And there was such a major pushback from the employees because they had got used to water coming in those big 20 liter or 25 liter bottles and they didn't want to make the effort of filling it up from an RO. So it is this culture of being cost conscious on something which can be a fairly emotive issue that what kind of a company is this? They don't even give me water. Right. Right. right, right. And all that we were saying was that water is there. But you, you want good, clean drinking water. Uh-huh. It's coming to you from an RO machine. Why do you need 3000 liters of water to be purchased every day? Right. Or whatever right. the number was. Right. 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 So that is what I mean by cost control. So are you saying that we have to be cognizant about our cost control initiatives from day one so that employees don't get used to buying water, purchasing water, getting addicted to mineral water per se? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, look at it from other perspective. And mind you, this was not mineral water that we were talking about. I wasn't talking about mineral water coming in those big bottles. I was talking about the same RO bottle that you see in water coolers around in every office. Oh. It's not mineral water. It's it's just simple RO water that is being filled okay. and delivered. Okay. But what is important is that, you know, how often have you thought about asking, uh, you know, a letter to be delivered somewhere mm-hmm. and a company car with a company driver is sent to deliver one letter? When yes. you know that if you were to ask a specialist in delivery, a courier company to deliver the same thing right. to Delhi, they would probably deliver it for 30, 40 rupees. Right. right? Here is... Uh, a car that is going with a driver, mm-hmm. which will probably spend five hours, will probably not be able to complete all the other work that is being assigned to that car and the driver. Right. Simply because people haven't thought about it. Right. So that is what I mean by instilling a sense of cost culture okay. into every organization. I think one of the finest example of that, I saw it in your interview with Mr. Amit Ramani of Office. He, in one of the answers to your question, he said that I know exactly how much it costs to set up a A workspace and how much I need to get, how much money will I make from that particular setup in a month, two months. So do you think it is important to set up those benchmarks from the very beginning? Absolutely. So, you know, all of us as entrepreneurs in our own mind have thumb rules. We know if you're setting up a new store, we know how much it'll cost us to make the store. And, you know, I'd be surprised if someone doesn't know that it'll cost you so many rupees per square foot for a store of this particular type. Right. Or if you're setting up an office or like office, Mr. Ramani said, it would be a disaster if he turns around and says that I have no idea what I will spend on my next center. But... That is you as the entrepreneur who knows. Once you populate your office mm-hmm. with 200 people mm-hmm. or 100 people, each of those 100 people must also know what is the amount of cost they are going to incur in their own little sphere of influence and what kind of money will they be spending next month and the month after next. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's easy to spend money. Right. It's very, very easy to spend money. Right. It's very difficult to earn it. Right. So therefore, if I am as an employee, am aware that I must not overspend money, it makes it so much easier for me as a person who has to go out and earn their money right. to say that I am now in a position to be able to earn money, uh-huh. to be able to spend it. Now, let's assume a scenario where I know my costs are 
spiraling out of mm-hmm. control. Now, in that case, who should I hold responsible? My accounts department or some ethical department or all my employees? You will very quickly know mm-hmm. where the money is being spent. Right. So, for example, in Guardian, we used to carry a very large amount of inventory. And a lot of the money that we would lose was because people had managed the inventory well or the inventory had got spoiled. Mm-hmm. So in that particular case, the person who was managing the warehouse and the person he would report to, which was the operations head or the supply chain head, would be the people who are to be held accountable. If there was misuse happening in the office, examples I gave of paper or water right, or right. you know, printer cartridges or whatever else, then you would hold the office administration manager responsible. If your people costs were going out of line completely, then you would hold the HR head and the departmental head responsible for that particular cost. If your cost of renovation was going out of line, you would hold uh, your project's head responsible. But the important thing for every entrepreneur to realize is that no matter how many people you may hold accountable, ultimate accountability is your own. You are accountable to yourself, you are accountable to your investors, and you are accountable to your stakeholders. Right. Because you as the entrepreneur cannot go and tell your shareholders that, you know, so-and-so didn't manage the cost. And that is why, you know, I was not able to deliver. Right. Because your investor will say, well, I hold you accountable. So you don't have the luxury of passing the buck to say, to say someone else should have done this. Right. Now, let's take another scenario of let's say, unethical practices. Talking about photocopy machine, do you think it is okay for an employee to photocopy the book of their child or, you know, some some other, other personal use? Do you think it is okay to do that? Because I've seen offices where where employees photocopy books, they photocopy notes with the holiday homeworks coming yeah. in. You know, they would photocopy everything. Is it okay to do that? Do you consider that as a part of your cost or do you consider that as a part of unethical practices? So I would probably bring in what I call the test of reasonableness. If I'm going to apply for a visa and I use my office photocopy machine to take a copy of my passport, I don't think there's a problem on that. Or if I have to make submit bank statements or if I have to submit any other documents for travel and if in that much time my family is also traveling and you know, mm. it's a reasonable amount of copying. I would probably not even raise that as an issue. But I have seen people come with, you know, encyclopedias, thousand pages, wow. and start copying them. Now, that is something we had to put a stop to because the office machine is not available to photocopy an encyclopedia, other than, of course, the cost that it's uh, going to be a thousand pages of photocopying and all the other attendant costs. You're also blocking up the machine oh, from use of, by other people for maybe a few hours. I would put use the test of reasonableness. If the cost that is being incurred is considered reasonable by your direct manager, then I probably would ignore it. But nobody would you know, treat children's homework and school books and college books and all being copied as something that's reasonable. All right, sir. Thank you so much. It has been an insightful conversation. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Brand Called You podcast. Be sure to visit tbcy.in to join the conversation, access show notes and discover fantastic bonus content. You can follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. 
simply search for the brand called you. Thank you and see you next week.